<coughs> tall and tan and lovely. The girl from Blub Blub Eponema goes walking, and when she passes, each one she passes goes, ah. When she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and always so gentle that when she passes each one, she passes goes, ooh. But I, I watch her so sadly. How, but, but can I tell her I love her? Yes, I would give her Oh, am I recording? I would give her my heart gladly. But each day when she walks blup blup to the sea, she walks straight ahead, not at me. Tall and blup blup, tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking. And when she passes, I smile, but she doesn't see. She doesn't see.
fuck is that? Sorry, audience. I'm gonna figure out my level someday. Hello? Oh, that's why. Hello? Shut up. No, that's the wrong one. Shut up, me? Hello, it's a lesbian here, man. Lesbian radio yeast. Radio listening. Radio yeast. Got it. You got me here for my hundredth year. My, I think this is my nineteenth year of this. In November, it will begin my 20th year of this grumholding with absolutely nothing to show for it except, um, you know, fat ass and some bloat, some cravings, some new disorders, mental and otherwise. All of it, all of it, all of it is here on Yeast Radio, radio listening, radio yeast. Oh, by the way, that was Esther Giberto. She died yesterday. She's dead, which is why I did a homage to her. Homage, she did. Blonde and lapsed and full of ugly. The girl from the tanning booth is still ugly, and she isn't dead yet, but she really needs to be because Christ is is, is really, she's just ugly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, did you guys like the duty I made with that? I'll just play Steve Reich in the background and get out of that sort of nonsense. Isn't that lovely, the Steve Reich? Reich, Reich. Right. Audience, we need to discuss some things, although I don't really care about any of it. I was taking a nice nap, segueing. No, I'm not going to say segue again. I said segue already this, this hour. I wanted to tell you that uh, I need a glass of water, maybe an orange. I can eat it quietly, maybe. Or quietly, I can eat the orange. Another chicken died. Vivian's dead. I watched her die. It was such a horrible experience, audience. You know, we have these chickens nearby. We have these chickens. Yeah, I can talk about a dying chicken that I witnessed. I mean, I know chickens die all the time. I eat them, for God's sake. So it sounds stupid, right? But it's like the yellow jackets. It's like the yellow jackets, right? The Yellow Jackets, you ever watch that grumpy Yellow Jackets? That is the most demented show, and just plain bad show, that I've probably ever seen. Yet, I watched every episode. I, what do you call it? Not bloated it. Reverse bloating it. What do you call it when you you gobble them all up at once? Binged. I, I'm losing my words like whoopee gold turds. I, I binged the whole thing. It's just so fucking demented with all that... Uh, they eat each other and stuff. And I don't mean just vaginas. They eat each other on this fucking show. Sorry for the spoilers. I'm just going to spoil the shit out of that grump. So if you don't want me to spoil Yellow Jackets, you better stop right here and f- finish the whole two seri- two uh, grumhole holder seasons. And then um, after you do that, then you're going to finger yourself. No, then you're going to listen to the rest of this crime. So put it finger. Daniel, what's confusing? I don't understand. Is something wrong with the audio stream? That's all I care about. What's confusing? Oh, that's a slow reaction from my potentiometer. I just updated my MK5 interface uh, 
Thus and So Holder, my QMix 5 software. And I believe maybe it's causing a problem. It's better than whale sounds, right? I love the Steve Reich. Reich. Yeah. Anyway, so... Okay, girls. Girls. I don't know what the delay is. I need to know what Daniel is confused about. What are you confused about? What are you confused about? Oh, now I'm going to have to wait another human... Whatever. Listen, bitches. I got to talk about the chicken. The chicken is this sad, sad thing for me. Oh, and then it made me think about yellow jackets because of the, the, the fact that you eat them but talk about them and they're still your friends. I feel like the whole yellow jackets thing, maybe the cannibalism is a metaphor for humans eating animals or something. I don't know. It was so fucking disturbing. Jesus Christ. Oh, so disturbing. They eat each other. But I was wondering, and like, first of all, why didn't they eat each other on Gilligan's Island? Or Lost? Why didn't they eat each other on Lost? And how is it that they're in the uh, Canada, in the forest, and there's food everywhere, there's animals, but somehow they have to eat each other? Can't you eat a goddamn squirrel instead? Oh, Daniel says it was a lot of... This is why I don't need to read the chat room when I'm talking. It was just a lot of layered audio for a minute. It's fine. It was not a lot. It was two things, and it was an accident, because I accidentally played this recording that was racial, uh, which maybe I will play. It's terrible sound. Because I was listening to The Hustle lately, because my uh, spouse and I were discussing where Disco King comes from. And there's a thing called the Latin Hustle, which is apparently related to the Hustle. And then I was listening to the Hustle. I was trying to find different recordings of the Hustle. And then, well, I might as well just fucking play it for you, because that'll give me a reason to play Steve Reich again. It's all your fort, Daniel. Fort. Here. It's without the weather. Now I talked over myself. There you go. No. Okay, that's enough. I'm gonna go back to Steve Reich. Okay. And I'm gonna... Yeah, there we go. Alright, so, audience. Well, first of all, let me get on the other holder, so I can lay your audio later. To bother Daniels. <laughs> um, right. Who was a very good admin until he readmitted Gigertiggers into the chat room after like five minutes of his self mord or his um, tiny, you know, the French word for uh, for um, uh, orgasm is tiny deaths. I think that's right. Not a self mord, which is a suicide. But he passed himself away, Gigertigger, because you know he does something and then he feels guilty and he hates himself which really is us and then for some reason daniel brought him back in and then he had a very dramatic self pass away in the telegram circle it's a rough place it's a lot like yellow jackets the telegram group for this post golden circle circle is very cannibalistic and horrible which reminds me i went to iml i need to talk about that too and i went to florida last week which sucked didn't suck i'm kidding just that I had a terrible toothache, which magically disappeared the second I landed back in Chicago. 
um, I didn't eat anything today. I mean, I ate food. I didn't. I didn't eat anything naughty today, except for pussy. No, I'm kidding about that. I know. I I ate out. Uh, I just ate my normal food. I didn't get some naughty uh, ice cream. Although I must confess, I tried the new Jenny's flavor called, uh, I don't know if it's new, it was new for me, it was um, sprinkles and buttercream frosting. It's pretty good, but nothing, nothing beats the Prambleberry Crunch. Nothing beats the Grambleberry Crunches. And I got to turn over uh, the album I'm going to play. We're going to hear, I believe this is the last week. I know everybody's going to be so sad. This is going to be the last grum with Lily Pulse. That's six side set. Six side set. Girls, oh, and this is pretty. Six side Samantha. That's not very. I mean, I mean, um, Leslie Potter said Giga is fat in the chat. I'm sorry to, if I hurt your anonymity, but that's not naughty. Oh, she's rhyming. Giga is fat with a cat. Giga is fat with a cat. That's almost Doctor Chelsea. Anyway, I want to talk about Vivian, who's dead, and I watched her die. So me and my wife were, you know, we go to see the chickens sometimes. And I had, I don't remember, did I have food? I don't think I had food. We were just checking out the chickens. And we go, so the coop, you got to, it's kind of like a long rectangle. So we're at the left of the rectangle. So there's the, the left side of the coop, which is, you know, empty. You know, it's a play area for the chickens. Then there's the coop itself, which is like a little house with their cute little names on it. And then to the right of it is, um, you know, more empty space and more chicken play area. And there's also a little tree where I feed the leaves from the tree to the chickens. But some kids yelled at me. They said, you're not supposed to do that. So I, I had to stop, at least when they're looking. I don't know what's wrong with it. The, there's nothing wrong with the, the leaves. It's just, I guess they don't like to destroy the tree. It's bad. It's a bad image. For the kids. Kids don't destroy things, just the planet. I mean, the planet will be destroyed for them. Purple haze. Yellow haze. All right, so then the thing of it is, so we're seeing that, and I think it was, I can't remember which chickens. It was not Vivian, it was like, I think the, uh, maybe it was Amelia Egghart and Pip, maybe. And we're just like, look, 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 you know, talking to the chickens. And then we heard this. Yeah, sometimes chickens, when they get on little flights, you hear a flutter, flutter. So there were, so we hear a flutter, 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 and then a, a bam kind of sound, which sounded like the feeder. There's a little feeder that's metal. The sound like like an aluminum clothes, like bam, feeder, click, 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 click. I don't know what it was, right? But there was a bunch of people. Uh, there were. I don't want to use bad grammar. There was. There were other people, and there was a couple there close to the center where the action was going on. I wasn't at the time. I just heard the noise. I looked over and I see some flutters. And he goes, oh, I think Vivian, I think she might have hurt her leg because she's dragging her leg. And then I look over there and Vivian was like, it looked like she couldn't move either leg. It was like her legs were paralyzed and she's dragging her legs and dragging her body Along the inner, the inside. God damn it! Why didn't I turn that fucking screensaver the fuck off? Now I have to. Uh, now I have to find my mouse business thingy that keeps it on. Why do I always do the same fucking mistakes? Will I ever fucking learn? Will I? Does anyone ever learn? So the thing is, ladies, audience, people, that what happened? So then, I was, and then so so there was a there was me and my wife. 
there was this uptight lesbian looking, probably not lesbian, and then there was the the couple. And they're looking and we're like, uh, we didn't not, nobody knew what to do. I said, Well, I have the combination to the to the coop. Should we go should I go in there and do something? And the guy's like, Yeah, so I I guess and I'm like, What? And he's like, I don't know. And the lesbian looking not lesbian is like, I don't know. So I get uh so I go and um <sighs> And uh, by the time I get around and in the coop with the combination, uh, Vivian was just completely motionless. Looked like something you'd see at the grocery store. And just lying dead except with f with feathers. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Is she dead? And the, the guy with the couple says, I, is she dead? And I said, I don't know. Is she, is, he keeps saying, is she dead? Should we? And then he calls the, the number on the coop for the school teacher or something. I think of the, there's a, a Vivian might be dead as she just is motionless, not responsive, the medical term, right? Not responsive. And then the lesbians, not lesbians said, please stop saying dead. Please stop saying she's dead. And it was weird, like you're in denial of a dead chicken. Okay. So, and meanwhile, I'm standing like in the, in the sort of nether region of the coop, you know, the, the, uh, I'm losing my words again. What do you call it when you're not dead, but you're dead? but you're still dead at Parthenon, something like that. Oh, no, I don't want to play that song. Purgatory. So, okay. Yeah, this is getting very triggering for me and upsetting. So anyway, so I'm like, well, what do I do? And I said, well, somebody please Google, um, you know, dead. How do you know if a chicken's dead? And I, nobody did Google it. So I Googled it and she said, like, you poke at it. And if it's dead, probably won't move and look at its eyes so i looked at uh vivian's eyes and that it was definitely dead and like closed right it was just a closed dead it looked like a dead chicken from like you know a skit except with skin because usually dead chickens usually dead chickens have no skin like plucky uh, but the thing is uh rubber chickens usually have no skin either which I guess is what I'm thinking of when I think of a dead chicken, except the kind you eat, because those don't have heads, but the kind with um, the plastic, for some reason, rubber chickens usually do have heads. So it kind of reminded me of a rubber chicken, but with fur, feathers, which I've never seen. So I, uh, I poked at it. I go in, I poke at it, and I'm like, yeah, I think it's dead. And then my wife is like, now you're going to have to wash your hands because you're going to, you, what, that's it. You could get a disease from a chicken. I'm like, oh, okay. So then the, the lesbian, non-lesbian called, um, you know, we, we both emailed the mailing, the chicken tenders mailing list and, uh, you know, no response. So I'm like, what should I do? So I, all I did is close the door to the coop, the inner coop. So that all the other chickens were outside. So at least they couldn't eat her like on the yellow jackets. And plus, I was a little worried, like, what do you do with a disease? And then my wife just made me, she said, we got to go because we can't just stay here and wait for the chicken coroner to come, you know? And so, and then that was it. And then so like later, I keep checking my phone and nobody answered the call. And finally, the assistant principal of the school, Mrs. Garrett call, uh, wrote, yes, Vivian is dead. We're not sure what happened. We think it might've been a stroke. And then, um, yeah, I still don't know what happened. I kind of think it was an assassination by popcorn because the two of them were in the coop. I wonder if maybe it was like a beheading and that somehow like Vivian was getting food 
And then Popcorn, like, closed the food box on her neck, and then it gave her a paralysis. It was just really disturbing. And I'm so glad that there's just chicken, chickens, because if it was a real person being murdered, I probably would have been a suspect, because I was there. And I, and I was inside the coop. I was probably, the, you know, and I touched the evidence of that. I think that's enough of that story. Let me hear a little Steve Reich for a second so I can calm myself. So that was that, and then I had to, you know, recover from that sort of emergency. So I went to visit my mother in um, Florida because the headaches seemed to have finally subsided, and I don't travel when I have headaches because I get the, I have the giant tank, which I still have here, so I might just you know, enjoy that anyway, but mm, there's nothing enjoyable about oxygen. I don't know. They sell oxygen at the, at the, um, Walgreens now in these cans. And it's like $20 for a little bottle of oxygen, like half a liter. Like why would anybody buy that? I get my oxygen here behind me a lot more than, I mean, it's a huge amount of oxygen, but like, I don't feel anything when I don't take it to get rid of a headache. Whatever, what, what's wrong with people? Although I am making kombucha now, but that's another story. Although Mia says it's poison because it looks like one of those, the organs she collects from her dead bodies you know, in a formaldehyde jar. It does look a little bit like that, but that's why I like it. It looks cool. So I started making uh, kombucha, and I have a scoby, which is a, I think it's called, what does scoby stand for? Something with yeast. I know the Y stands for symbiotic uh, scoby. It's so yeast-related that it. I need to do... I, I might make a, a video of me teaching kombucha with scoby, but that would take a lot of you, you know, uh, prompting me, uh, making me do it, giving me money, begging me to do it, because I'm so fucking lazy. Whenever I do stuff, nobody cares. Like, I'm really going to fucking shave and do all that just so five people can click like. You know, meanwhile, I'm not going to dance with my booty out like these fucking... The people that have these awful people on the Instagram talk with their fucking booties out. It's all these fucking, the dumbest dancers. They'll get a million views. Meanwhile, I'll make my SCOBY, my my uh, my um, my um, business with the kombucha, and nobody will care. A SCOBY is a cellulose mat that houses the bacteria and yeast that turn sweet tea into kombucha. A newer baby scoby is produced each time you make a kombucha. And the scoby also helps turn sweet tea into more kombucha. It basically means that... Well, why don't they just tell you what it fucking stands for, you fucking assholes? Oh. Sorry, that was Yubru Kombucha. She's a nice lady, that lady, but... A symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. Scoby. It's really cool, and I guess it saves the world that the, the stuff the scoby's made of has like um, some sort of a um, uh, lactose, kind of like a, a fructose, some O's, bacterial cellulose, right? And it can be used to make some amazing materials. Like it can be make it can be used to make um, uh, electricity. I read somewhere that it might save the world. So don't make fun of me. Anyway, uh, it's delicious, though. It just tastes like angel piss. And I don't mean that in a disgusting way. 
Uh, I used to think espresso tasted like angel piss. Espresso. Is it espresso or espresso? I know how it's spelled like espresso. But it sounds, I used to call it espresso. It sounds like, but it's not espresso. That's Madonna, which is garbage. Sick of her. So the world is ending. We've got a brown sky in New York. I was on a Zoom call with some New York colleagues today. And like at the beginning of the call, you could see the building next to them and everything else was yellow. This is uh, Manhattan. And then um, 10 minutes later, even the building next door was gone. It was just all yellow. And they were wearing masks again. I mean, I don't know what's, what it's going to take for people to take this climate change seriously. It's just all, you know, in a fucking movie, right? It's just, it's, it's, uh, and then the, uh, the uh, Arctic summer ice is going to be end. I read this in an article yesterday. Most likely, they say in the 2030s, and the way things go, it'll probably be 2030 is my prediction. We won't have any more Arctic sea ice. And so that's the first, what they call it, kind of like thing where it's it's like a cliff you jump off of and you can't ever um, get back. It's, wait, what do they call that thing? There's a word for that. I am losing all my words today. You know, when you have the thing with the thing, with the thing and the other thing. Uh, no, it's not called that. A sea ice tipping point. Duh. If you read Greta Thunberg's book, it re- tells you all about this. It's a tipping point. So the this is like the re- we've had a lot of problems with the wildfires and all that business, and you know storms everywhere. You know, getting much worse. It's all true, but nothing, as at least what I've read, nothing has actually hit a tipping point yet. And a tipping point is a no turning back point where something in the climate happens that's so bad that it's just going to cause a a multitude of effects, you know, a domino effect, kind of like the greenhouse effect as a whole. And one of those turning points, the first one that's, according to these scientists, that's actually about to happen, is the end of the Arctic sea ice. So that means there will be no, I'm sorry, summer sea ice in the Arctic. So there will, in, in September, which is usually the warmest part in the Arctic, and the least amount of sea ice, in around 2030, or shortly thereafter, or even before, there will not be any ice in the Arctic. Um, how could that be? Does that include Greenland? No, it can't include Greenland. I don't know. I think it means the, the ice in the water. I don't think that includes Greenland, because that would suck. That would mean, like, Florida's gone. Probably Manhattan, too. Ah, fuck it. So, I'm just saying it's really cool and everything, that we just keep sucking on our shit. But meanwhile, we're going to have a $3,500 goddamn you know, ski mask fish tank on your head um, to be all bleeple with your bleeple pants. You put the fucking wallet in your goddamn... Yeah, I mean, the battery... Two, I love how Apple markets this goddamn thing. Oh, it's, it's a two-hour battery, but if you plug it in, it, it'll last all day. Well, then it's not a fucking battery when it, you plug it in. The battery doesn't last all day if you have to plug it in. That's called... The battery just sucks, and they say maximum charge. Okay, so it's fine, right? It's fine. I don't. I have a stock in Apple that I've had for a while. It's part of my retirement, so I always hope they do well. It benefits me. But this one just feels a little stupid. I just don't. I've, I have a few doubts. First of all, I think where the the headset business with the Apple, I think where it shines is for certain niche 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 professions like the djs i think it's really cool for djs they can you know wave their hands in the airs and look like even bigger douches at their concerts you know like they're the star you know waving their hand and they can you know make shit 
move with their hands. That's cool, right? I think like for surgeons, 3D manipulation of space, amazing. Architects and designers, 3D manipulation of space. Anything like that kind of practical use I think is amazing. Which, But the problem is they Apple talked about that in their keynote for maybe 30 sex counts. And the rest is like all this for consumers, like, oh, you know, and, and dum-dums. Like, oh, in other words, they're just selling it to assholes who don't need it. Like, oh, you can watch a fucking movie in your living room and take a 3D video of your dumbass kid that you don't give a fuck about because you don't even want them home when there's a pandemic. You just want them out of your fucking face. You just want them out of your fucking face because they're annoying and you never expected to have them. Have to take care of them yourself, these little monsters. So you get, you know, you want to put this cancer thing on their head. And that's the other thing, the health thing. How do you know what kind of health issues this is going to cause? It's fucking radios and, you know, all kinds of CPUs right next to your fucking brain. Jesus Christ. And then it's like you don't even have one if you're going to wear the thing in the first place. So what are you damaging, I guess? And then like so, the, and then the neck pain weighs like a pound and a half. You can't wear if you're old. That's fucking sucks. Try being old. It's hard enough to type on a goddamn phone. You want me to wear this goddamn thing on my head? I ain't gonna do that yet. And then, um, plus, you look like a moron. Oh, and the best part is, the best part is like it has these an L, uh, 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 OLED screen on the outside, so people can see your eyes. So it reproduces your eyes. So, like, if you're, it has, you know, basically a continuum of modes where you're either, you you see the outside or you don't. So, like, let's say you're immersed in a game, you can't see the outside. The people, it'll, it will display on the OLED scene, basically the screen, some sort of a, a uh, like, some, pre some pretty picture, probably get to select it, like some flowers or some, some bullshit. So, you know, it's just some way to indicate the outside world that you're not seeing them, right? And then if you are interacting, if you're in the AR, the active reality mode or whatever the fuck you call it, then it'll show pictures of your eyes. So if somebody, so if you're actually seeing somebody, it'll show you, it'll, you know, project a picture of your eyes on the outside of the goggles because you can't actually see through them because it's fucking screens or shit. And I'm thinking, well, that's just great. So if so, you can tell when you can murder or rape somebody because you can tell when they're not looking at you. It's like rape me. I think that's what my screensaver, if I've ever gotten, will say like rape me, you know, or murder me, rob me because I'm not looking, right? So that's all nice. But the other thing is like, okay, so I'm getting on the issues. The other thing is like, don't I think? Yeah, you know, I I know this. There's a friend, and he's telling me how you know he's younger and how kids. Today, they're into this analog shit. Like, a lot of the kids, they wear the high pants from the 80s. Even at the Levi's store, they have a section that says uh, mom jeans. Literally, at the, if you go to the Levi's store, it says, there's a section that says mom jeans. Like, people love the 80s. And kids are wearing, like, actual wired headsets. They're using analog, even, like, CD players and shit. And, of course, the stupid vinyl. Don't even get me started. And then they uh, even use flip phones instead of... Uh, iPhones a lot of the time because kids are tired of being overly connected and perhaps, I mean, I hope so. Part of the, This seems to be a trend. I'm just going what other people say. I stay away from young people except when they're saying literally next to me every five seconds at the goddamn Japanese restaurant and all I hear is literally, 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 literally. That's all they say is literally, all day, literally. Literally, literally, literally. Literally, literally, literally. That's all they say. And now they'll say literally on their flip phones. So, you know, I kind of feel like there's a trend away from, I mean, how much more isolated in this dystopian, you know, self world do we need to be? I just, 
I don't buy it. And plus, all the resources for this fucking shit. More consumption, really? More consumption when climate change is destroying, you know, the planet? Really? More consumption? Do you really think that's the solution? And then, I guess the other thing I think about with this fucking thing, and probably the most, the strongest feeling I have, like, if Apple is introducing this product, they've studied the market well. They know that there's enough people that will buy this this thing for $3,500. That means there's probably a few million people, I'm guessing, maybe let's say a million, I don't know what, who will pay, they can afford, well, they will pay, let's say not necessarily afford, I don't know. I think they're they're marketing to people that can't afford it. Um, I think they're marketing to, based on what I've seen in the marketing, they're marketing to the same people that buy like Gucci and Louis Vuitton that really can't afford it and it's a status symbol. Um, that's what I see in their marketing. But let's assume that they, they have the money. They're not going to steal it, right? And so, so that means there's like a million people that have $3,500 to spend on this garbage, but we still have homelessness. How the fuck does that work? How can that be, right? How can we, you know, if we live in a society that is so comfortable that we can afford this extravagant toy for $3,500, what kind of people are we composed of that allow for there to be homelessness on the street as we walk home to our bleeple pants cancer-causing, you know, rape-me goggles? I, I just don't understand it. I really, really don't. Do you? What about you? What about you and you and you? Do you? I don't. Oh, boy. So we have all of that sort of thing. This and that. And this and that. And this and that and this and that. Oh, I wish I could play a song for in between this. I don't know what this is. Uh, I, I want something instrumental for my mental. And then last lades, I can talk about... Um, um, my vagina, maybe a little. Uh, I don't know. What is this one, Steve? Around. This is very dark. It's, it might be good for my story about Florida. So I was in Florida. Did I talk about this? I think I talked about it in my nanogram. And by the way, if you want to support this show, you go to madge.substack.com and, and just subscribe to that shit. You know, figure it out. I don't know how to do the... You can still give me the cash app. I'm just so tired of begging. I'm so old. Subscribe to that. If you want to pay... You can get a fancier, extravagant subscription if you want. And if you really can't figure out a way to give me all the money you want, then send me on the cash app, dollar sign bloated lesbian. And also, I also can trans. And I, I also can trance. I also can trance. I also can trance. Um, oh, right. So um, we're talking about me mother. So yeah, so I, I, just, I, I landed in the... Um, flower turd it was last minute because i wanted to see my mother but you know i didn't um yeah with the headaches i couldn't so i went wait a second i already talked about this on my now you know what if you want to hear about that shit and my and how i got almost i almost died from eating shrimp then you're gonna have to subscribe to my 
I've got, I'm not going to repeat that fucking story here. I've got something better to tell you. I've got to follow up on Hyannagleg Gadsby with her humongous thighs. Now, you'll have to pay if you want to hear about my my uh, Crohn's, not Crohn's, I don't have Crohn's disease. If you want to hear about what happened in Florida with the shrimp almost killing me and with my toothache and the oven, three things that are big, the malfunctional oven, you're going to have to subscribe, madge.substack.com. Because I'm not going to, you know, if I can't sell it, I'm going to sit on it because I ain't going to give it away. There's a song. I need to find that song. If I ain't going to sell it, then I'm sitting on it because I ain't going to give it away. It was a famous drag queen song. Ginger, Ginger Grant was her name. She's a big fat drag queen who's dead. So, right. So anyway, my vagina thrice. Um, right. Uh, what was uh, so? Let's talk about Hannah Gadsby. So you know me and um, Daphne Nades, we spoke, you know, problematically a few weeks ago about um, my vagina, her vagina. We both love. We both have a common interest, which is fermented foods. She is going to make some of this goddamn fucking kombucha, even though Mia is triggered into believing it's some sort of an organ you know, fermenting preservation formaldehyde business. It's not. <sighs> I would love to see her, but her, I, she must have all kinds of organs in her house. Not sex organs, like literal organs in jars. She got a lot of things like that. You got that, Mia? Show me your organs, your jars. I'm going to see them. She was really triggered by my and then uh, I showed my friend Chris that picture of Lizzo. Lizzo is the name of my uh, SCOBY, by the way. Did I not mention that? Because I was talking to Deborah. She's kind of like my my kombucha sponsor, my SCOBY sponsor. And Deborah said, oh, my, she sent me a picture because she's got a three-gallon, you know, constantly brewing kombucha under her bed. And she said, oh, I said, oh, my God, that SCOBY is you. She said, yeah, I call her Liz Taylor. Because she keeps getting bigger. And I'm like, because, I mean, that's ridiculous because Liz is long dead. But Deborah's a big fan of Joan Rivers. And that was one of her favorite subjects, you know, was, um, you know, right. Oh, that reminds me. I got to make my goddamn fucking sauerkraut after this grum. I'll play. The, I'll, do, I'll make the sauerkraut during um, Lily Pulse. So, right. So, um, yeah. So I decided, well. I'm going to call mine Lizzo because Lizzo also keeps getting bigger. So, right. We did do that. And um, so that was nice. That was nice. So we have Lizzo. And Lizzo's doing well. So Lizzo was finished becoming Lizzo. And it's about damn time. And so she, I put her in, you know, I, I got the starter liquid and I start, and it was, it's so delicious. It made my duty explode out of me this morning twice. Two huge shits. Two huge Huge shits. And then, um, right, so so I did duty a lot this morning from Lizzo. Although it might have been the the ice cream. Oh, does ice cream make you have explosive duties? If it has um, buttercream frosting and so on, I don't know. It might. So there was that. That. So, okay. Oh, oh we're talking about that fucking Hannah Gadsby, whom I just loathe. So, you know, we had this... 
we uh, Daphnades and I talked about the Pablo Maddox, so the exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum, uh, where they had the exhibit for, um, you know, for Picasso, but they interspersed it with fucking bullshit, right? So they were like saying, I, I don't want to talk it again, read about it. It's problematic. So basically they had Hannah Gadsby, who knows next to nothing about art. She has an art degree, but that doesn't mean shit. A lot of people have art degrees. And um, they had her and a Sackler who was responsible for the, the Sackler family, you know, who was responsible for um, the opioid epidemic, which continues to kill people. So that's nice. Uh, so Sacklers and... Um, yeah, the, the, the big thighs. And by the way, she got even bigger. She had big thighs before when she did Nanette, which was the special where she bitched about um, Pablo Picasso nonstop, saying, oh, you know, isn't he horrible? <laughs> uh, because, you know, he made all these different perspectives. Yeah, all these perspectives at once. Isn't that great? But guess what? None of them perspectives was that of a woman. Ow! Right? Yeah, well... Okay, fine. So so she curated this thing, and it was absolutely massacred, massacred by the critics, which gave me great pleasure. Art News destroyed it, and the, the New York Times gave it such a wonderfully bad review. So I really just wanted to uh, read this to you. These are just two quotes from the New York Times review of this show. So basically what, they're, what they were complaining about is, uh, so they had some uh, some of Picasso's paintings there, but they were like, you know, not his best work by far. They were, you know, it's this is all celebrating the fiftieth year since his since his death, and they they are celebrating his death because you know he was problematic. So they so they're celebrating the so everybody wants his paintings. So they got a few crappy paintings from the Picasso Museum in Paris, and they threw them on the wall. Hannah Gadsby wrote some nasty criticisms of him. You know, on the quote. So instead of saying with, you know, saying Picasso and where he painted it about the painting, they just put some plaques that are like, yeah, thirty different perspectives. None of them women. You see that? That's a, that's a cock in her mouth. She's crying all the time. You know, Hannah Gadsby's written quotations. And then in the middle of this is a little room where you can watch. I'm not making this up. Hannah Gadsby, you know, on TV doing her her bit about Picasso. It's just fucking ridiculous. And so you know. She has no business curating. and, and the, But the great thing is, like, you put some a real art critic in front of that, and they fucking destroyed it. Because, so Nanette was about, you know, basically, I tried to watch. I didn't, couldn't watch. I couldn't get through the whole thing, to be honest. But she tried, she she really did something that was considered groundbreaking at the time. Is she said, I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to tell jokes, because jokes, you know, basically make fun of myself, and they just, you know, they, they demean myself. It's a way to just kind of like, make fun of myself, criticize myself, make myself feel bad. I'm just going to tell stories, and women have stories to tell. And Picasso destroyed women, and women have stories to tell. So let's show this art, let's show real women artists next to Picasso's, you know, misogynist-inspired art. And then, you know, you can see the contrast and have some experience. And so, first of all, the, the artists that were, per, were sort of juxtaposed next to Picasso's work had nothing to do with Picasso. They weren't, his work wasn't related to it. They didn't know him, nothing about that. But there, were, there is a body, there are several women who are... Are, who were or are artists who did know Picasso and made works 
that were a reaction to their experience with him and maybe, you know, based on his work, you know, they were related. But instead of showing works that were related that maybe they would have to reach out to another museum or a private collector to get, they just decided to show some shit that they already had in the Brooklyn Museum, which wasn't related. And then, so Hannah Gadsby's description of this in the, you know, in the written description in the museum is basically, women have a story to tell. Let these women, you know, Picasso had, you know, was a horrible person. And these women have a story to tell with their art. They have a story to tell, just like I have a story to tell on Nanette, you know, because I was abused, all that shit. We have a story to tell. Well, yeah, you have a story to tell. So here, so the point of the art critic is saying, you know what? Don't, if you say that a woman artist just has a story to tell, then you don't understand art because that's not, art isn't storytelling. Art is, you know, we, sh we, we show you some images or some figures or something, some abstraction, who knows, and you have to figure out what it is and it may be disturbing and you may not understand it. It may cause a feeling, but it's not a story. A story is nice, but that's not what art is. Art is not a story. So don't simplify it by fitting it into your, you know, sort of, I don't know, zeitgeisty, dumb, dumb, big thigh speak, right? That's a good way to put it, right? I think it is. So anyway, so I'm going to read the two quotes. The first one, not long ago, it would have been embarrassing for adults to admit that they found avant-garde painting too difficult and preferred the comforts of story time. What Gadsby did was give the audience permission, moral permission, to turn their backs on what challenged them and ennoble a preference for comfort and kitsch. Okay, this is the first one. There's the second one, which I just love. My story has va I gotta use her accent. My story has value, Gadsby said in Nanette, and then, I will not... Oh, sorry. I will not allow my story to be destroyed. And then, stories held all cure. But Howard, Howardina Pindell, on view here, is much more than a storyteller. Cindy Sherman, on view here, is much more than a storyteller. They are artists who, like Picasso before them, put ideas and images into productive tension. With no reassurance of closure or comfort, the function of a public museum, or at least it should be, is to present all of us these women's full aesthetic achievements. There is also room for story hour in the children's wing. Je 
Du nez, 
septième jour de la semaine avec toi, j'aime bien traîner, traîner. À Paris plage, Paris paresseuse, les soirs d'été sont chauds. Paris Eldorado sur l'eau.